Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimke. Morena Kirsten, how are you? Good morning. Trying to survive our apocalyptic stuff that happens to us all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's very, yeah. very much, uh, we can't catch a break here in Tamaki Makoto. It's nice oh, to have no. you back, though, o- over the summer. We missed uh, talking music with you, and you've brought us quite a good one to kick us into gear this year. What are we talking about today? Good, I hope you like it. It's the Soulquarian, Soulquarians. Nice. So it's a sort of, it's a late 90s. There was a group of artists so if some of you who weren't alive, but back in time, that time, there, um, it was the sort of gangster rap period. And these artists were a lot more sort of soulish hip hop. They also used um, a lot more live instrumentation rather right. than sampling, which had become big. And so D'Angelo, Questlove, D- Jay Dilla, who happened to all be Aquarius, um, started putting together some albums and they were sort of all collaborated together. So it's sort of a collective. Nice. I, I was going to say, I, I, you've picked the right time of year, Aquarius season, to talk about Soulquarians. True. I Speaking as a, an Aquarius me. myself, I'm pleased to see it. <laughs> oh, me too, me too. Nice. I'm going to hit this first track, which is Common, Jay Dilla and D'Angelo. I mean, all of these songs are fantastic and they've all become quite iconic now this is seems to have had quite an influence on a lot of subsequent music Kirsten would that be fair to say well absolutely it's a sort of a much jazzier hip-hop sound and you can hear it in more recent artists like even Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. uh, Thundercat Anderson Puck, Um and it's also then influenced jazz so it's very much you can hear the soul influence you can hear the jazz you can hear the hip-hop influence. Um, so it's sort of like this mushed historical R&B that really sort of continues all the legacies of black music. I mean, obviously, there's the soul music influence, and there's this difference to the gangster rap kind of era that was happening as well. But what was the sort of, I guess, instigation of this particular sound? Was there a moment in time? Was there a kind of coming together of people in a club? What was the thing that sort of let the soul Aquarians become a scene? Well, there was the band The Roots, who, you know, are still going, and they all sort of end with Jay Dilla, who's from Detroit and had been producing a lot of albums, Detroit hip-hop and various pop musics as well, and D'Angelo. They got together at, they were all recording albums at the same time at Electric Lady Studios in New York, which was Jimi Hendrix's studio. And then they just had this, like, period of years where they all worked on each other's albums and apparently you could walk from room to room and pop in on people's albums and and you got really great albums from all these artists during that period. That's Most so cool. Def, Q-Tip, um, you know, all, all, all the artists we're going to be playing today, The Roots. Um, one thing called them a hip-hop informed neo-soul collective. Um, yes, technically ambitious music, 
uh, new standards and composition, defying genre parameters. Um, and so it was hip hop and soul and players, you know, musicians, rather than, you know, having a producer and a rapper just come over it. I think that that technically ambitious thing is really interesting because it's, it's such, um, like, I was trying to find a, a word that wasn't soulful to describe it because it's, you know, a cop out, but it's such soulful, vibey type music that actually you can just kind of listen to it and really enjoy it. And then when you, you really hone in on what's happening, it is beautifully technical. There's a lot of really interesting instrumentation. It must have been quite the the moment when they started making in this way. Oh, absolutely. And I like your word vibey, you know, because that sort of explains it. But yeah, and so it feels chill, but it's actually really complex. So if you remember, hip hop was about simplicity. It was about people with just a microphone and some albums. So this took it back to a little more sort of extravagance and musicianship. Um, and apparently like you can hear, you know, Marvin Gaye, Bob Marley, George Clinton, Jimi Hendrix. It's this, it's this real sort of, sort of embracing of black music history. So, you know, it's not just hip hop and R&B, it's sort of got all these other layers. Going into a bit of D'Angelo now. I mean, this is, this is another classic. Untitled brackets, how does it feel? The other thing that's probably noticeable about these, I guess when you compare it to other uh, music that was coming out at the same time is these songs are not short songs. This is a seven minute long song, you know? Like there's a kind of jam quality to it as well. There's sort of like a, not the sound of a jam band, but there is that kind of in the studio session feeling to the way that these are created a wee bit. That's right, you could feel that they were all there together and having a good time. And um, this was a very sexy video. Um, <laughs> in fact, some people are saying even, you know, he couldn't handle himself the sort of pressure of being a sex symbol because he had a 14-year hiatus after, you know, this period of success. But, but one thing D'Angelo said that was really interesting is he talked about having his Yoda with him which would be, you know, George Clinton, James Brown, Jimi Hendrix. And he talked about them as being his Yoda. <laughs> I love that. That inform his music and production. And he very much talks about Prince and this whole album was mm. sort of an homage to Prince. Yeah. So like, as you said, very sexy and earthy, but then musicologically super complex. You listen to the chords, those of you who know music and that stuff, you can hear like the seventh and the ninth chords and the sort of um, complex rhythms as well. Who were, do you know who any of the session musicians were that were working with them on this? Because I imagine they're probably quite legendary in their own right. Well, yeah, it was mostly the Roots guys, you know, like okay. Questlove um, and Poisoner's the pianist. Um, he's got this other guy, Raphael Sadiq, working on this, who is from other bands and has his own beautiful albums as well. Mm. And so it was almost like a, what do you call a studio band that was just working on everybody's albums. It's interesting to think about someone like Questlove involved in this because 
that sort of seems to be what Questlove has done across his entire career is this kind of like cooking in the kitchen or like science experiment <laughs> style making he seems to be so excited by what other people are doing and he gets so into the way other people craft their music i find it really inspiring to to follow him on various social media because he's always hyping up someone new he's always diving really deep into why he likes someone's new records oh yeah he's such a historian and an intellectual too but i like your concept of cooking you know because it is this was a kitchen and he's very collaborative you know he's not about self and the ego he's about working in community and in pairs and groups I will always take a Questlove recommendation. He was hyping up the new Little Yachty record this last week. Oh, and yeah. I, yeah, I've heard good things about that, too. Yeah, it's really cool. Really, really cool. We're going to pull out of this D'Angelo track because it is, it is a long it's, one. It's, it's pretty sexy, though, for this early in the morning, bro. <laughs> Ooh, my goodness. And get a bit of Erica up in here. Now, were there a lot of women involved in no. this crew? No, and Erica was the only one. And, um... Unlocked and right side up, walk out the room without throwing your bitch off balance. It's either on or off, ain't no in between when it's valid. So, how did Erica end up in this universe? Well, she was dating Common, um, and she also has a, a baby with um, Andre 3000 who's rapping here. Um, so, yeah, she just became their diva, their queen, and um, sort of joined and sort of hung out. And she had already had music sort of similar to this. She's from Texas, um, but she had already been doing music sort of in this vein. I mean, neo-soul is sort of an inadequate term to explain this. Um, but yes, yeah, she was just a natural sort of um, acquisition into this group. I don't know, will this bitch click over for me? I mean, will this woman click over for me? Over for me? Over for me? Is it over for me? Over for me? Over for me? I don't know. Highly recommend if anybody's got time uh, this afternoon to kill to go just watch some videos of Andre 3000 just playing the flute. Most amazing thing to just find on YouTube. So good. Oh, I want to do that too. That's great. I know I have a couple flautists in my life and they would love that. Oh, I love the um, Fender Rhodes piano. So where does Outkast fit into this? Do they fit into this, or are they kind of a post-this-era band, if we're thinking about Andre 3000? Well, what's funny is they are this era. They weren't a part of this collective, except through linkages with Erica. But she was from Texas, so that was just this nexus of starting the Southern, of pulling the axis of hip-hop to the South. So hip-hop had been this New York thing originally, then in the 90s, mid-90s, California started taking it with the gangster rap. And so sort of independently, Outkast and Erica were doing this more sort of complex, interesting, chill music. Um, but then later, Southern hip hop sort of got its own sound. But they sort of get counted as earlier non-New York, non-California artists, right. bringing the access over to the South.
Well, thank you for bringing us Soulquarians this morning. I feel very relaxed now. This is the antidote to the chaotic week we've all had, I reckon. Yeah, I hope you all get into it and just chill and love it. It's really wonderful sort of sort of place to dip into. Great long weekend music. Thank you so yes. much, Kirsten. Have a lovely weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Where are we going to be going? The Gamelan, Indonesia. Awesome. Ooh. Very exciting. We'll see you then. Have a great break. Okay. That was Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimpke.